We're all told that we can have it all. But even if we could, would we want to have it all at once? Well, here's why that may not be such a good idea. Welcome to the show. Five, four, three, two, one, liftoff. Two women, one mission to break through the BS of business, money and mindset so you can live the life you desire and deserve sooner. Join Pauline Longdon and Ray Brent as they keep breaking through the BS. Buckle up and hold on to your aura. Enjoy the ride. G'day listeners, this is Pauline Longdon and Ray Brent and welcome back to Breaking Through the BS. Well, welcome back everyone. Thank you for trusting us with your eardrums again. Yeah, thanks for coming back. Yeah, must... uh... I can't believe it. They like us. Just <laughs> joking. Well, right. they like you. You do all the talking. Yeah, most of it. Um, but maybe I won't talk so much today because I'm a little bit unwell. But And that could account for the slightly lower than normal voice. <laughs> anyway, so um, welcome back. Today we've got a really awesome show. We're talking about a topic that is very close to my heart because I went through it recently. Um for a long time, I've had on my wish list two items that were fairly high ticket items to, um, you know, like material things. And because I'm a tech girl, like a gadget girl, they were right up my alley. And so I recently had the sufficient means to get my dream objects ray, but it was fraught with danger. I freaked out. You certainly did. <laughs> and it- started to uh, overflow into my life. Yes, well, and that, you know, things like that happen. So the two things that I've always wanted to buy was a, a an Apple iPad Pro, you know, the top of the range one, because I want to do all this creativity stuff. And then number two on the list, which was not really number two, it was an equal number one, was a, um, a mirrorless micro four thirds uh, Olympus camera. And uh, with uh, interchangeable lenses and things like that. And so I'd had that on my wish list for a number of years and also the iPad Pro. And as I said, I finally got uh, enough money to buy both, which, you know, is a fair sum of money when you look at it. I mean, other people will probably buy a car with it or pay their mortgage for a year with it. No, not a (laughs) year, but not quite. But it's still a substantial amount of money. So I went through all this stuff, you know, like this belief and mindset things about do I deserve it? Should I spend this money on it? I should be doing, you know, I actually just basically should all over myself and it was messy. It certainly was. It was like bucket and mop to aisle five. (laughs) Massive meltdown in aisle five. So I really wanted to share what I went through and what I learned from that experience with the listeners because I know it's going to help people. Um, for me, they were very major pur- purchases, and I know for anyone else, you know, there's so much in this day and age, there is so much more we can do with our money. We've always got so many options, but we're also told, you know, this mindset of you can have it all. But when you actually can have it all, do you want to have it all at once? And that's what we're going to be dis- discussing and exploring today. Because let's get into our first point, like, because think about. A time in your life, perhaps you did get it all. Can you think of a time in your life that you might have got everything that you wished for? 
Well, I mean, there's there's one particular day that happens every year. Yeah. For majority of us. Yep. And what's that? And growing up and birthdays. And birthdays. Well, yeah. Yeah. Birthdays. And Christmas. Yeah, mostly Christmas. I mean, I found Christmas to be the more generous, you know, gift receiving day ever. I mean, because you got presents from your parents, your um, from. Santa Claus, if you believe in Santa Claus, which, by the way, I, I do, still do. Like, it's always good to do that. Um, you don't want to get people offside. And then you get, you know, presents from your grandparents and just everyone, right? So you get a lot of... There's there's an extra factor in Christmas than there is in... Because there's no father birthday, no. but there is a father Christmas. So you get more presents then. But also the excitement builds because there's other people getting presents at yeah, the same time, yeah. in the same location. So there's a lot going on. So a kid on a Christmas day, you know, basically they've had this wish list, they've given it to Santa at wherever um, they've sent it to him or they've, they've um, told him in the local shopping mall that, hey, Santa, this is what I want. And then they get it. They get it on Christmas un- unless, you know, the shops have run out. But generally they get what they've asked for. And But what happens on that day? The kids go into overwhelm. I mean, I know that I've, I did it a few times where, you know, people were sitting around me when I was a little kid and they're watching with anticipation to see my face as I open up a gift. But there seems to be like, um, I don't know, like a plateau that you get to where you just are like overwhelmed you're just in that overwhelmed phase oh not it's another like, present i have oh, to open oh man if i get another present you know it's <laughs> gonna ruin my day it's like how ungrateful but as kids you don't realize that and so you get overwhelmed with all the gifts you've got people that are disappointed because you didn't actually like take enough notice of the present that they thoughtfully picked out for you or but you it- didn't open the card because it was stuck <laughs> to the paper which you ripped off yeah in mad excitement <laughs> actually my mom was really good when i was a kid she always taught us to open up the card first and at least spend a couple of minutes not maybe a couple of minutes maybe up to a minute just reading the card and so you just you know sit there and count to like 10 20 even if you're not reading the card, you're just counting in your mind. And then you put the card down as though you've like been thoughtful enough to... Oh, no. You're, gonna be, you're lucky your parents are going to be away when this comes oh, out. Oh, whatever. They're, they're going to listen to it and then I'm going to get whacked. Um, but anyway, so back to the presents. So, yep, you've got the cards. You've got a lot happening. And uh, even to the degree that some really great gifts just get, you know, pushed to the side under all the wrapping paper and sometimes accidentally things get thrown away i mean i actually gave uh one of my friends a long time ago a really um expensive gift she was being an idiot put it to the side with all the wrapping paper just picked up all the wrapping paper and threw (laughs) the wrapping paper away the card and the gift that i gave her and she just was devastated not as devastated as me because i just spent like two hundred dollars on a gift that she just threw away and there was no way we could get it back so um but it, it, getting back to like having it all, it can be overwhelming. You know, it's um, you just don't give everything the full attention that perhaps they deserve when you get them all. Well, no, because you you're too busy um, looking forward to the next gift that you're about to open that yeah. you're actually not staying present for mm-hmm. the present that you actually are opening. So that's what got me into my um into my overwhelmed state with the idea of getting the iPad Pro and also the Olympus camera because the Olympus camera is not just a point-and-shoot affair. It actually uh, 
it doesn't come with a lens, so you just buy the camera body. And so then in order to take a photo, you have to buy a lens to go with it. But then it's like, what lens do you want with it? Are you going to be taking macros? Are you going to be taking landscape? Are you going to be doing this, this, and this? Each lens does so many different things. It's not just a matter of just like picking it up, taking it home, pointing at something and pressing the button and a camera and a beautiful photo comes out. There is so much more to consider. Yeah, lots of research because most of the lenses actually cost more than the body of the camera. <laughs> yeah, a couple of them do. And, and just so happens that a couple of those were the ones that I wanted, which I didn't actually get this time. I'll get them later on. So um, that was all too overwhelming for me. So then I was having a talk to Ray about it and Ray's very savvy with money. And she said, look, do you actually have to get it all at once? Why don't you pace yourself? And so I thought, actually, that's a really good idea. So I thought, what what's going to be the bigger learning curve is going to be the camera, and it's going to freak me out. So let's get the iPad Pro. Let's get my brain in order. It's going to um, help boost my productivity. So I got the iPad Pro. And when I got the iPad Pro, you know, I, I haven't really used an iPad very much. And the th- kind of things that I wanted to do, you know, eventually, like when I got my camera, I did want to be able to um, be able to edit my, my, ca- photos. Uh, my photos and upload them onto social media and all that sort of stuff and, and put my watermark on them and things like that. So that was important. So, but I didn't want to be experiencing all that all at once with the camera and you know trying to get used to the ipad so i got used to the ipad first um i got the one with the new pencil which is a little bit of a learning experience i wouldn't say a learning curve but it's a learning experience just to you know work out the nuances and you know when you click it twice you know it it changes from writing to the eraser and vice versa and so there was a a couple of uh, learning experiences when i was erasing stuff that i really wanted to keep also, there was um, some apps that I wanted to do to increase my productivity. That's why I was getting the iPad Pro. Um, one of them um, allowed me to be able to upload my... I have a, a, a schedule that I use each year. I've, <laughs> I used to print up 52 sheets of paper, bind them together, and then you know just fill it out with all the dates and the important things. Now, I had heard that you could actually put something like that onto an iPad, you know, so that you could carry it around. And because when I go to America and I travel around, I actually don't take my scheduler. So what use is it if you don't take the thing that's actually helping you to, to stay on time? So my idea was I wanted to put that onto the iPad. And it's like, oh, okay, so this is the um, app that you need to do it. But there's a lot of programming and, you know, creating forms and then links and all that sort of stuff yeah, in an, another learning curve. yeah in pages so i sat there over the course of a weekend worked it out and had a couple of like you know maybe false 10 <laughs> 10 false starts and 10 uh let's just say um little franken schedulers that, reset reset <laughs> yeah that didn't work as the way i wanted it but by the end of the weekend i had that all sorted and now i've got my scheduler and then I moved on some other th- on to some other things. The way um, I plan our podcasts and things like that are also in the same app. So I spent like maybe I don't know five days getting used to the app that was on my iPad Pro. Happy days! And then I started to explore and find other things. And then I was able to do some art and other other you know just the way that I, I saw this iPad Pro. It was going to be like um, an external. Um, agency of my brain that I would be able to get what's in my brain out in some fashion. So that's why I didn't want to overwhelm myself 
with too much like with the camera and the iPad Pro because I wouldn't I know that if I had have got the iPad Pro and the camera at the same time I would not have worked on that scheduler no, I would have wouldn't. had a meltdown and I'd still be doing the paper you know version right now which and there's nothing wrong with that and you probably wouldn't have been playing with your camera and I wouldn't have been playing with my camera exactly so um I just took it easy and what I did was I really softened the learning curve for myself by just doing one thing at a time and that's the other thing I promised myself with the iPad Pro was to look at one app at a time because some of them were quite complicated and I you know I want to um, be able to create a, a lasting memory for myself and organize my brain organize my time because the more successful I get the more I need to be accountable with my time and with that time optimization so that I can de- deliver everything that I have to deliver to my clients and my mentees and every everyone else that's external to me. But I also need to book in time for me and um, honor myself because without me, nothing else happens. happens. So exactly. I can't be in a state of overwhelm because it shuts my brain down. The cortisol that it creates with that stress is like a trap door that just shuts off access to your brain. Um, so just taking things one at a time. So after I got used to the iPad Pro, about what was it, two weeks after or about something? Three like, weeks, about three weeks, yeah. three weeks later, I went, okay, let's um, hit the go button on the camera. camera. And just so happened, I'm glad I waited because one of the camera stores actually had a special cost, um, saved me a couple of hundred dollars, which was, you know, I went towards a... Um, a lens so that was that was a good um, outcome the thing is that we seem to all have um, we all have uh, we've bought into this myth that we can multitask but that is incorrect Um, women will say that we can multitask men can't multitask because men compartmentalize and all that sort of stuff but when I look at when people multitask males females whoever um what happens is that they do everything either at a mediocre level or some things just don't get done at all that are important but when you just focus on one thing at a time then that gets done well so what you need to do is like we talk about time optimization and prioritizing things. This is exactly why I wanted to get my schedule done so that I can see what my number one and two and three priorities for each day are so that I can tick them off and get them done. So um, what we see a lot of the time in the entrepreneurial world, you know, for copywriters, marketers, business owners, anyone who's like learning something new, sometimes we become course junkies um, I know as a gadget person, I like to look at shiny objects and things like that, even if they do freak me out. But what we need to do is just rein it back in and do everything one at a time to be kind to yourself and not overwhelm yourself. Well, that's it. I mean, when you think about um, learning something new, everything that is new has a learning curve mm-hmm. to a degree. And there are actually milestones along that learning curve and natural periods or points where you where it actually plateaus. Yeah. So you can actually take a breath mm-hmm. and go, okay, I've got through that hardest part of the learning curve. Now it's like 
now it's just a case of getting used to that because I can do it and now let's do that bit faster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of like a, a natural pause in the, the learning um, sequence. Mm-hmm. And also that then, once you get to that point, that resets your current bandwidth mm-hmm. um, of what you can take on and what you can be um, proficient at doing. Yeah. So you can get to that plateau and go, okay, am I ready to take something new on or do I want to concentrate on doing what I've just learnt at mm-hmm. a faster, better speed or at more proficiency? So I think what happens with that plateau and that point where you have that breathing space is when, remember when we did neuro-linguistic programming or NLP, they have that skills grid? Yeah. Yeah. So let's go through that with the listeners because I think it's important. So they have the full... Yeah. The first one is the unconsciously incompetent. Mm -hmm. So you don't know how bad you are. (laughs) Because you haven't even thought about doing it. Well, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And then um, the next level is you're com- consciously incompetent. Yeah. You start to realise, oh, geez, I am, I do suck at this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or this is harder than it looks. And then you move, with a bit of practice, you move into conscious competence. Yeah. And that's where I think that plateau is because you are consciously competent. You have to think about doing it, but... You feel comfortable to a degree. There's not that, man, I suck at this or, you know, I'm never going to get this. That's um, the consciously incompetent stage, whereas this is the consciously competent stage where you go, hey, yeah, I just did that. Like when I did the the program and and put my schedule on the um, app, I just went, man, that's so freaking awesome. Yeah, because you you know that when you do something, then something else is going to happen. Exactly. You know that it's... With a with every action comes a reaction, and you you know that that reaction is going to offset what you've just done. Yeah, cause and effect. But in this case, the cause gives you the effect that you're after instead of like a haphazard. Maybe I'll get it this time. Maybe I won't. You you start to get a track record of success. Yeah. And then what's the last one? Yeah. And then as it just becomes a lot of people say second nature. Mm-hmm. We like to say make it first nature that you become unconsciously competent. Yeah, so why do we talk about first nature? Because I, I, in all the years we've been talking about first nature, I've not heard anyone else talk about it. So I think it's kind of unique to us. And the reason I talk about because I'm such a competitive little animal, is um, if there's a second nature, it doesn't make sense that there has to be a first nature. I don't want to have a second nature. I want the best. I want first nature. And you want it now. Don't muck me around. No, I'm actually happy to work on it becoming first nature. But for me, you know, second nature is, oh, yeah, sometimes you think about it and, you know, that kind of thing. And I think that's more the conscious competence because you actually think about it and then you're like, you you notice that you do it and you go, yeah. So that's that consciousness. I need to be doing this. Yeah, so that's the consciousness of being aware of your your competence, right? So that has to be in conscious competence for second nature. But when we learned that um, that grid from NLP, I went, well, what actually encompasses the unconscious competence? You know, that, that one where you are just in the flow, like someone says, oh, can you write a sales letter for me, Paul? And I go, yeah, sure. And then I just get there and I do my research and it just flows. That is con- um, unconscious competence, I don't even have to think too much about it. It just happens and it's flowing. That, for me, 
is first nature. It is because when, let's go woo-woo a bit, I believe that that is just when it is like in your DNA. It is the it's parts part in the you. whole, the holes of, in the part. You know, it is just that the wholeness of yourself. Yeah, it's your essence. Exactly. It's it's um, not separate from you and you're not separate from it and you just play perfectly together. That's why I talk about first nature because that's what we all strive for yeah. in whatever we're doing. You live it, you breathe it, you just are it. Yeah, you don't eat like it. You know, I imagine one day when I'm, you know, very familiar with my camera and I'm at one, I'm at one with my camera I will see a photo opportunity, I'll pull it out, and I, my hands will just go into the right position, doing the settings, and I won't even have to think about it. That, for me, is first nature. Yeah. It's automatic and just happens. And I've I've had a few situations like that in my life, like with the healing that I used to do, the mindset stuff, people would try to throw me curveballs or red herrings, and, you know, I just like it, it's almost like when you watch... Um, the Matrix and Neo is like the the bullets are coming towards him and he's just and he's bending. just like bending over and they're just going around, um, you know you're just going with the flow of of life and that when you pay attention to one thing at a time you can reach that but when you're trying to do everything you get stuck in that the the other um, two quadrants that we were just talking about the conscious incompetence and conscious competence you just sit in that like and you just loop around those quadrants yeah. forever and you don't get to that well, higher end and, and the mastery because i mean you think of people well, actually no that's mastery is the conscious competence and yeah. then artistry yeah i the... was gonna say yeah good one um artistry is um you know you think of people like michelangelo um you know artisans the top people in their craft and that for me is first nature that is the unconscious competence they are just doing what they do you're not going to get to that if you're just going to be a kid in a candy store you know trying to get everything all at once now something um that also happened to me a few years ago and and this was one of the best investments i've ever made in my life as a copywriter was i joined um awai that is the American Writers and Artists Incorporated. Incorporated. And um, I really liked what they did. So then I joined their Circle of Success program, and, and people call it COS, and I call it because you need to have it. <laughs> just because. <laughs> but anyway, but just because. Um, it's a really great program, but what that does, it gives you the keys to the kingdom. Basically, you, you pay an amount of money, which is um, I think it's a good uh, return on investment, but well, um, it's, it's cheap compared to university courses. It's um, yeah, it's very affordable. Let's say. So what happened though was um, they give you the keys to the kingdom. Um, your membership then gives you access to every course that they've got, apart from a couple of that they've done partnerships with people like Clayton Makepeace, Dan Kennedy, and some other um, Ben Settle, a couple of other really awesome big names um that we know. So um. I went into that and I was just overwhelmed. I just couldn't work out what to do first. So I had a call with Katie Yeekle and Katie said to me, Pauline, have you done the accelerated program? And I went, oh, no, I was going to get around to doing that. She goes, no, please do that. And so I sort of bit the bullet, did that. And it's a fantastic course. Um, But a lot of people gloss over that because they're trying to run around and do the the more 
you know, exciting courses like how to be an email copywriter or how to be a travel writer or how to do a bit of SEO, all that kind of stuff, but they don't get the core fundamentals of what the craft is. And so now funny thing that kind of happens is now I'm actually a mentor for AWAI and I mentor their circle of success members. And so I'm, this is the advice that I always tell them. It's funny that I don't take my own advice at times, especially when it comes to cameras <laughs> and iPad Pros, but they were shiny. They were shiny. Lucky you had me yeah, no, holding your purse they're strings. They're so shiny. I want them both. But um, what I would tell the circle of success members that I, I mentor is just break it down. Just do this, do the simple things first. And by the way, there is a difference between simple and easy. Just because something is simple doesn't mean it's easy. No, that's right. So let's get that out of the way. I will tell them that they need to do the accelerated program first, which is the basic copywriting course. So they get the fundamentals and they get beyond the uh, conscious incompetence to see how much they suck when they write. So then they can move up into the other quadrant, which is conscious competence, which is, hey, I'm doing all right. I have to think about this, but, but I know what I'm, I know what I'm I doing. I know where I'm going. Yeah. But when you just do, like to say you do 10% effort across 10 courses, then you will stay in that conscious incompetence. It's like, yeah, I'm pretty good, but, you know, it's the it peaks and troughs and I can't get like any... Um, any traction. Any traction and my results are hit and miss. Yeah. But when you're in that conscious competence... You don't have hit and miss. You have a reliable track record and you have reliable skills that you can, you know, depend upon. Yeah, and I mean, for me, that comes down to making your priority list. Yeah. Um, so the way I do it is, um, and help you too, Pauline, because I'm, I'm a circle of success members myself. Mm-hmm. I should actually um, <laughs> ring, ring up and get a, a mentoring call with you. <laughs> yeah, actually, you should book in. Um, yeah, you should. <laughs> I should. I need it. <laughs> you bloody do, actually. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what I do is um, I make a priority list. So I'll I'll make my work out the top three to five courses that I want to achieve in a year, mm-hmm. and I'll put it down. I won't even put a time limit on them. I'll just say, okay, my first priority is to do the six figure accelerated course. Yeah. When I have done that then I'll start to adjust my focus onto the next course. Yep, so you're talking about more outcomes. More outcomes, yep. Yep. So I don't have a time frame on that, so I do allow myself to allow a little bit of life to, to fit yep. fit into uh, my processes. Yeah. Um, but also I do set that priority to say this is the course that I'm focusing on um, for this month. Yeah. And if I get it done sooner than I think, that's an absolute bonus. Yeah. Then I'll mm-hmm. celebrate and then I'll jump into the next course. You're lucky you haven't had a mentor on call with me because I would tell you to set a date, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I know I know how you work. But that that's also the thing about being a mentor is working with the strengths of the person that you're working with, not just a one-size-fits-all. And definitely as a mentor, I'm not a one-size-fits-all person because um, – I'm not that. You couldn't fit everyone. <laughs> no. I <laughs> wouldn't I, want you to. I don't fit into any of that. I'm a bit of a, what, what do I call myself the other day? A copy contrarian. Um, but yeah, just a, a rebel without a cause kind of thing. But um, yeah. So we've been talking you today. You could say you're a, a rebel with a conversion. <laughs> 
Yeah. I'd love to be a, a rebel with convertible. That would be really good. But anyway, so um, today we've been talking about the fact that although we can have it all, would you really want it if you could have it all? And I found that with the circle of success. I And one of the things that prompted me to join that, and by the way, this is not an advertisement for AWAI. It's just life experience. Um, you can check it out, but we get nothing if you buy it or, and we don't get anything if you don't buy it. So, you know, it's good. But... um. So when I joined the Circle of Success, I joined it because I was looking at the AWAI programs and I I basically had about five to ten ticked off that I wanted to do in the next two years. And uh, when I started to add it up, Circle of Success was an absolute no-brainer. Yeah, it was a bundle price. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. And then the best thing was that they allowed me to pay it off with yeah. my meagre copywriting earnings at the time. And uh, I paid it off, and uh, I've never looked back. But that's a, that's another topic for another day: is investing in yourself, and stepping up, and getting yourself mentors. I mean, we'll talk about that. But when I first got my first mentor, I couldn't even afford the whole month's tuition, could I? No, Ray? we had, I, we had to, to beg him. I said, "Can you please take a split payment? I'll pay you half now, and I promise by the end of the month I'll not only have like the rest of this month, but I'll have the next month as well." And by golly, I did. I got that money. Yeah, you, were, you worked your little tushy off. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame it grew grew, grew back. back, but I'm obviously too comfortable. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so. We can have it all. Do we need to have it all at once? Probably not. Yeah, because the, the other thing that really does come into it is um, when you have something, you need to be able to use it and get the most out of it. Yeah. So, yeah. And that comes into life. It's like life only expands when you use it. Mm-hmm. So if you're buying all these courses or buying all these gadgets or whatever else and they're just sitting in the hallway or in your spare room garage collecting dust Mm. they're not being used the universe is going to say hey i gave you all that stuff because you asked for it yeah but what are you doing with it yeah exactly if you're not going to use it and get enjoyment out of it hey i might just stop giving i'm going to give it to someone else and then you're going to have to watch it and you're going to get green with envy and you're (laughs) going to hate it yeah (laughs) so so you can have it all but pace yourself yeah in Give yourself the gift of time, as I say, to actually enjoy the process. Who says you have to have it all now? Like, you made up that stupid rule. That's, yeah, we don't need to have it all now. You can have it all over time and enjoy having it as you get it. Yeah, because something you just reminded me of is like with um, AWAI and, and a lot of the courses that you see, you see a lot of course junkies and people and they go, yes, I bought that course, but it didn't work. You go, well, why didn't it work? It worked for other people. Well, yes, maybe I'm just special. Everyone <laughs> likes to be special. But then you say, well, um, did you do the, the assignments? Did you hand it in? Did you get critiques? Did you do that? Because that's another thing I do for AWAI. I critique copy for people. And I do that as part of my business too. I um, have a look at people's uh, copy for them and um, let them know how they can um, do better. But um, when I, I delve into it, and see what they've done with that course. I don't know. Maybe they think they're going to get it by osmosis, but yeah. um, they haven't done a sing- single thing with it. It's, it's just sitting there on the computer, and they don't even spend any time. But you're not automatically going to get the the skills. Yeah, because, I mean, we, we've we been told in the past, um, 
oh, I bought this book, I just stuck it under my pillow and slept on it overnight, and I don't know, some, for some reason I didn't get the information downloaded into my brain. Yeah, I, right. What's What's with that? It's like, I don't know. I'm no psychic, but, you know, maybe you have to freaking open it up and read the the yeah, writing in it. Or even buy the audio book. Well, that's... That's a bit lazier. Well, it's not lazy. No. I think it's clever, and that's what I actually do, because if I haven't got time to read, I've got times when I'm sitting there yeah. not doing nothing, but... Yeah, because your eyes get tired from yeah. being on the computer writing copy a yeah, lot. So, so of a night time, um, it's a better use of your time to actually... Yeah. sit there and listen to the audio books exactly exactly yeah. right so you know it's working with what you have um and your strengths which is the important thing so you know work with your own individual strengths strengths if you think you can handle it all at once you know by golly just go and do it you know i'm not going to tell you don't do it yeah. but if, but if you haven't got the results so far yeah maybe you need to just reassess what you're doing, how you're doing it, mm-hmm. and just try something new on just for the the next little bit of time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because life is not a sprint, it's a marathon, and uh, we all get there in the end, <laughs> whatever that is. You know, I think the the um, biggest lessons of our life will be the day that we die, and we'll go, ah, that's what it was all about. But until then, just be kind to yourself, you know, take things in in little steps and enjoy um, enjoy, enjoy yourself and have fun yeah yeah don't be so serious in life yeah just pace yourself and do everything well yeah all righty well i think that's enough from from us for today yeah what do you reckon absolutely we're going to give away the farm if we keep going yeah exactly <laughs> but if you want us to go into more detail in anything we've talked about today please uh, make sure you drop us a, a line either at the bottom of the website on Facebook or email us. So you can find us at breakingthroughthebs.com. Com, com, com. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, thank you very much for listening and thank you for um, trusting us with your eardrums. And uh, bye for now. Bye for now. Hey, thanks for listening to the show. Come on over to breakingthroughthebs.com. That's breakingthroughthebs.com. And that's where you'll find all the episodes and all of the show notes. And remember, if you like the show, subscribe and leave a review. And let all your friends know about Breaking Through the BS. We'll catch you at the next show. Bye for now.